Today's episode is sponsored by Hits Different Coffee. A new coffee brand drop shipped on demand and sustainably sourced from around the world to the UK. Check it out at hitsdifferentlondon.com. On Instagram, Hits Different London. Every Friday, you have a chance to win coffee samples from us. So just drop an email at hitsdifferentlondon at gmail.com. I repeat, hitsdifferentlondon at gmail.com to get an opportunity to have some coffee samples sent through your home. Hello, hello. Afternoon, good morning or good evening, ladies and gents. Today I have a great guest. Um, his name is Oli Parker from the southeast of England. It's called Laidback Lama. They are quite a brand new. Uh, they are like a post-COVID band. And they play a mix of jazz, lo-fi, instrumentals and indie neo-soul original pieces with nice chord arrangements and tasty grooves uh, so it's a big big label but you know you can't describe what you can hear so make sure you hear them uh, the links are as usual in the bio of this episode for all their social and where you can usually listen to your music and also this podcast so uh, yeah Oli talks about how they started very uh, organic within their circle of friends and, and people they meet. So it's pretty cool to listen to that and how they flowed into a band. Basically, he started uh, first with another guy and Matthew and then they evolved through the five-piece uh, band that they are now. So yeah, make sure you listen. Lots of uh, cool stories and especially if you're starting out as a band or even indie artists, uh, you know, how you maneuver this uh, scenario where these days, well, like it happened before, uh, if you don't, if you can't play live, what you're going to do and what you do and the conditions, how you record and how you do all that. So, yeah. Very honest uh, interview, and I hope you get something that you like. Let it, let me know in the comments, on Instagram, or anywhere else, to see if you liked uh, any particular piece of the interview. So yeah, let's go. Let's go for it. Yeah. So hey, y'all, Holly. What up? Hey. Hello. <laughs> How's it going, man? Thank you very much for being on the show. Um, obviously, you're representing your whole bandmates. If you can make a small, small intro, and then we'll expand on that later on to explain our the band and everything. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I'm Ollie Parker. I'm part of a, um, a five-piece kind of indie pop funk band from the Southwest. Um, but yeah, we've just put out a new a new single and we've got an album out and uh yeah, I've just been invited on by you to just chat about it a little bit. So yeah, yeah and tell me that. tell me thanks, man. You're hey, welcome. I mean, go before we go all that, just tell me the name, man. The name is It's Laid Back Llama. Yeah. 
how how that come how that name came came about? I know it sounds it does sound a bit silly. Um, me and the guitarist Henry, we were talking about a few ideas, and I'm sure with every band, uh, the initial stage you throw a lot of kind of names around, and we're toying with loads, and this one it kind of stuck, and we like it because it's not we don't take ourselves like so seriously like we're there to like have fun and like some of our favorite bands are like Wolfpack and Arting Monkeys and they've got these kind of also kind of silly names but the music's yeah. awesome so yeah that's kind of how it came about but also it's kind of if you search it on Spotify it's the first thing that comes up which is quite important as well because Sometimes I don't know if you've tried to find like a an indie band and you search their name and there's like twenty of them. It's that's that could be enough to put people off from trying to find your music. So in that respect as well, it kind of helps people find us. But the name's a little bit silly. That's cool, man. That's a very strategy. I mean, uh, I always do that actually to find even names for the podcast or. Or anything in special DJ because it's a sea of people, sea of names, and especially bands that start with the, the, this, the, that, which is a classic band name. Yeah. Um, that's very cool, very intelligent. Well done. And, and yeah, if you guys don't take yourselves too seriously, which is very important, you know, to have a good time and, and hopefully people get that. And, um, when they listen to your, to your music actually uh when i heard some of your songs because you released your album live isn't it isn't that so uh live album yeah yeah so uh we released a live album last year it's called cosmic uh it was filmed in like a restaurant uh, venue in plymouth called cosmic kitchen mm -hmm. so it was one of our we hadn't gigged that much but we had a lot of material and we just wanted to get something out because all the guys were going to they're moving away from Plymouth so they're going to like university one guy is going to Cardiff one guy is going to Bristol another guy is going to Exeter so we thought it'd be a good place to kind of get all the songs recorded live film it and then put it out so people can listen to it or else it might it may have taken a lot longer to get content out to people so we wanted to have just something we could just lay down and capture the like the fun live sound and just be able to put it out so people can listen to it you know um until we have more studio songs ready to release yeah okay so let's uh, backtrack a little bit so how do you guys start who was i mean sometimes it happens sometimes bands start with two people and then the other ones gather around but how 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 is your story then yeah it's it's a bit like that so um it's probably about going back like four years ago um i was in another band and we we're putting out an ep and uh there was this girl um called sarah who i was getting to do the artwork for she's mm -hmm. like a local artist really good she's done all the artwork for all my projects um so i was going around her house and she lived with henry the lead guitarist And whilst I was around there, um, he was playing guitar and we it just got sidetracked so much. We were just jamming and just basically just playing songs, which 
then became laid back llama songs like four years ago like before we even knew it so that happened he moved away he, he came back to do a masters and that's when we decided to start gigging together as ollie and henry and um we did a show and um one of our friends brought her little brother along laurie who I, we hadn't met before and he he loved the sound and he was like uh he was studying piano and he said he, he wanted to play with us. So we just organized the jam together. And then we became like a three piece. We started doing shows at the three piece. And that was cool because I hadn't played with somebody that like good at keys before. And he was like adding like great suggestions. And he's only like 19 as well. So the energy was good. And yeah, we wanted to go a bit bigger. And um, Laurie had a, a friend that plays drums like Sam. And yeah, we had a jam with him and he was awesome too. We became a four piece. And then uh, my friend, Rich, who plays bass, he was the last guy we needed and he happened to be free and we had a jam with him and it just kind of all fit together like really quickly. Like um, Rich, Sam and Laurie joining it. It just fit. They, they just fit the sound. They like the same kind of music. I think that's really key to getting a good kind of sound together. You've all got to kind of like the same kind of vibe of songs and all kind of yeah. know how to fit into the same grooves. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just like that quite naturally, I'd say it was quite natural. Interesting. That's very cool. So how was, how was, uh, when you were guys were a duo, how was, it was the sound established then and you just, or the other people just started to obviously add on their own, uh, input as well. How do you work? Yeah. Well, back when we did that as a two piece, I used to have a, like a little like loop station, like an RC30. And I would like, I'd beatbox the drums in before we started playing. And it, it's not as good as a drum kit, but it's, you know, it's, we, we used what we had. So we kind of had a, a, a slight idea of what we wanted for the drums, but yeah, the other guys, they're just way better at their instruments. So when we had, when we came to them with the songs, like they just developed ideas we had and just made them, yeah, even better. But yeah, they all added their own kind of flavors and little bits of spice. I kind of built the songs to what they are now. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. so you guys, and that we're talking, okay, so which year are we talking about when that starting to roll? Um, well, probably about last year, we were all a five piece, like a couple, maybe year and a half like a couple of months before the, the live album. So not that long at all. It came together really quickly wow. um, near the end. And then we did the album. Everyone moved away to different areas to do to study and um, like work. And then mm -hmm. we come back together for gigs and, and we're currently recording the next EP. So we're, we're meeting up all the time. We're, we're communicating all the time, yeah. but we're only, we're only booking in like important gigs, like big gigs, like we're not in it for the money. We just want to, you know, put on good shows and like make them special. Mm. Yeah. So you, you, you might be what you can describe these days, like a post COVID band, basically it was formed. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Straight after COVID. Yeah. So let's get together. Let's yeah. make loads of music as quick as possible. Mm. Um, yeah, COVID was tough for everybody. So I think it was, we're all very happy to 
to find each other and be able to play. Because um, I'm, you know, I don't know if it's affected you, but it was tough, kind of two years for anybody in the music industry. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm also part of a, a function band, yeah. and it was, yeah, just everything went overnight. It's unprecedented. So now that it's back up and you know live music's alive again, it's a beautiful thing. It's great. Yeah, yeah. And what learnings? As you, in particular, obviously being uh, in that position, um, what learnings have you had with this thing? I mean, obviously, if if you can't perform live, oh well, do? like um, yeah. So I guess things I've learned is to take it upon myself to get things done. So if we can't perform live, we've uh, We've been focusing on recording uh, the album. So like every weekend I've been arranging to record a different instrument. So a couple of weeks ago, I went up to Glastonbury to meet Henry and we recorded his guitar parts at his flat. Um, like the week after that, we recorded drums with Sam in a studio in Plymouth. Um, I met up with Rich around here. Like this is, this room is like my home, home studio that I've kind of built over lockdown. So mm -hmm. some people come over and we can like record like bass or vocals. And so we've got all the instruments tracked. So that was kind of like a learning curve, like, like learning how to do it right, learning how to get a good signal and just, you know, realizing that you can, you can do anything really if you put your mind to it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of studios were shut and weren't letting people in. So yeah, we've kind of just took it upon ourselves to record the next four songs that we're going to put out as an EP all ourselves and then just send it to like a producer to kind of mix and master. Mm -hmm. That's been a great thing to learn. Yeah. Even over COVID, I've been learning loads of music production. That's my goal one day is to be like a producer. Well, not like a famous producer, but just to be able to make songs from this room and they awesome. sound good. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I guess I've learned just more on music production, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, that's what I've been talking about in the interviews, and it's a theme. Uh, it's gladly, you know, uh, with advancement of all these digital uh, softwares and all that stuff, you know, gives power to people's, you know, you don't have, uh, you don't have to wait for anyone, or you don't have to put a lot of money in, yeah. you know, on, on the side to just go to the knock on the, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Mixed Down. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Like 50 years ago, the only people that had access to these kind of these hardwares were like, you know, big producers. But now it's all, it's just digital. You can do so much like inside the box. Yeah. Like amp sim technology has advanced like so much that you can just do so much in your room now. Yeah. Like this room, for example, like at the start of lockdown when I moved in here, It was, it was so noisy, like there's loads of like echo. So I, I built, I'll probably show you maybe. I built like, uh, it's like sound panels. Yeah, I can hear like, it already. It's it's sick, man. It's I can hear it when you, when you, when you, when you logged in, I said, you sound really good. And it's not only the mic, it's obviously it's the sound. It doesn't go anywhere, it's there. It's it's great. Yeah, I've got the, I've got like a SM7B here and it's, um, It's really, it only picks up things really close to it. So yeah. 
even having you come out the speakers in this room, there's like no feedback just because it's um, unidirectional. Yeah, you know. I know. <laughs> yeah, perfect for yeah, a, yeah. a small room. Yeah. I learned that the hard way. I bought like a like a large diaphragm mic to record in here. It sounded mm-hmm. terrible. I was picking up like horrible mids and disgusting yeah. frequencies. But yeah, that's definitely been like my learning curve. It's just learning how to track things correctly and yeah, get good signals. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, again, today you have uh, information everywhere and you don't have to actually go i mean you can study uni if you like but you know you can learn a lot yeah online <laughs> and how, how about you is this your first podcast kind of uh, adventure you've been like learning things no online? no 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 this one is my third podcast oh nice yeah yeah um, it was different different themes this is our first music related uh, okay. uh podcast so it's i saw yeah, on your page it, you work with coffee did you do a coffee podcast <laughs> no 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 oh, i love uh, coffee yeah you like coffee cool i'll yeah. send you some some, some sample because oh, i have my own dude. brand as well i launched it so do you yeah oh mate sick yeah yeah I would, i'll send i'll send you some i'll cop that yeah yeah I've got a, um like a sage coffee machine in my kitchen because i've been working from home over lockdown and yeah inst- you're never going back to instant coffee are you once you have like fresh ground coffee nah so you, you grounded yourself or i buy it from different places i had like a i tried some online subscription sites but the coffee was a bit hit and miss it was like really had like loads of smell but the taste wasn't there mm-hmm. and like the after smell would like fill my whole room out like some like an aroma like a like a scented candle yeah. um but yeah i just like trying different places uh, cool. i buy local if i can and if there's any good coffee out there Mm. Always down for trying it. Cool, man. So yeah, I sent I sent you I sent you over some some samples. I've been I've been working in coffee for a few years as well. Um, so I decided uh, just quite recently actually to start my online just brand drop shipping uh, on demand. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, it's quite it's good as well. Quite... I think a lot of people have like take the took the dive and bought like coffee machines over lockdown because so many people are working from home now. Mm. You know, it's just like upgrade your domestic appliances if you're working from home and yeah, get some good coffee. So that's, that's a pretty good thing, man. Yeah, it exploded a lot. I mean, a lot of stuff during the lockdown, uh, people decided to, but also to do with uh, work from home hybrid situation. And although in UK, we were quite lucky because a lot of coffee shops they stayed open, unfortunately for them. But it's still, they could get grab a takeaway cup, cup, but it's not the same. But you go and sit down in the environment, so a lot of people upgraded like you. Yeah, I, I like to sit down. There was a coffee place in in Plymouth where I'm from that it refused to shut during like the first lockdown, and it got fined like twenty grand, <laughs> and they had like a I don't know. They just wanted to stay open for yeah. some reason. But yeah, they got they got a bit hard. It's, yeah. So online is definitely better. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the lessons for online, uh, for, for, this, for every business and even individual. Is that, I mean, you have to be prepared for what's the worst case scenario. 
well, now we know what is the worst case scenario. So are you prepared for it? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the thing. Yeah, man. You got to adapt to survive. Yeah. Nice. So, so what guys, what do you guys then are thinking now doing? I mean, are you guys working on material? Because now you said you guys went a bit all over, live yeah. uh, near, not not so not so near now to each other. So, but you still, as you mentioned, you still go and uh, record some uh, individual instruments. So, what's the plan in terms of? getting together and first uh, do some more gigs and like you said you're just choosing wisely i suppose where to go or and uh and then record another album yeah well yeah that's that's a great question so the plan now is um so we've just released our first single one stop so we're going to push that uh we did a few gigs for it we played in uh Totnes and Plymouth and um, posted a lot of content online. So we're going to push that for another month. And in that time, we're going to mix and master, uh, the next four songs for the EP. And once that's ready, um, we'll start pushing them like by singles. Cause that's how people do it nowadays, isn't it? It's yeah. push the singles and then release them as an EP after. But once that's ready, we want to ideally gig in like Bristol kind of area, like Cardiff, mm. Exeter. Because it's more local to everybody, um, and it's easier for everyone to get there. And yeah, it's another it's another city to play in. Mm. So I think that's our big plan: is uh, get these songs done, and then yeah, book some dates like more around Bristol, Exeter, Cardiff, um, kind of areas, and yeah, kind of play it to uh, some different audiences, really. Yeah, and yeah. how is how is obviously are you? the main guy doing the songwriting or do you collaborate with any particular member or all of you guys chip in? Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, this project, uh, when it kind of started, I had, had a lot of my own, I write my own songs and I release songs under different projects as well. So I'm always, I've got loads of songs that are kind of ready to go and got a deep drawer, basically got a, couple, <laughs> got a lot of, ter- got a lot of terrible songs. I've got a few, a small percentage of songs that are worthy of releasing. So we're doing mainly those kind of songs, but this EP, um, two of the songs we all wrote together and they just happen to be instrumental songs because we love like Wolfpack and Corey Wong and just kind of like lo-fi music in general. That's more instrument based. So these songs, yeah, we all wrote together and We've all got, you know, parts we made up for it. And yeah, we, re- we really like them. So yeah, we collaborated on half of the new EP, I'd say. And then, well, I wouldn't say I wrote, yeah, the two other songs, although I I say I wrote them, I, I came to them with the song finished structurally with, with lyrics and like ideas for guitar and bass and a few lead lines. And then you know, Laurie will add his keys ideas sam will add like different grooves and try and like um just flesh it out a bit more so they're all i'd say they're all our songs but i i kind of came to the guys with like the skeleton of the song initially mm-hmm. um two of the songs and that's uh terracotta and naked light but 
yeah, it kind of works like that, I guess. Mm. And obviously, because you say you focus mainly on instrumental, not lyric, not lyrics. Yeah, so the two songs that we did together that are instrumental, they just happen with jams. Um, and they're both, they both came to, to existence when the guys came around mine one night or two nights and we all cooked some food together and then just jammed in my front room. And we just, the songs are named after, after food. They're food inspired. But in the moment, it's kind of hard to make lyrics up on the spot, I find. Mm. Like, I think lyrics are quite self-reflective and sometimes they take a while to come out right. But when you're jamming, it's, it's kind of, you go with the flow when you're on your instrument and it happened quite naturally. So it, it, it felt like they didn't need lyrics and they just we just left them as instrumentals. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've been asking, I, and, I, and, I, and I tend to ask every, you know, everyone, how, how is the process? Obviously, because I quite you know, find it interesting myself and how, how, how does it work? Obviously, some people they find it, at the moment, I think some people are finding it harder to the lyrics bit. Maybe. Yeah. I, I I always, back in the day when I was doing that and I was into music, into making music more, uh, I would go always start with the title first and then I work my way around <laughs> that. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's a way as well. Yeah. I guess there's, there's so many ways to get to that mm. kind of final um, finished thing. And I'm sure each song kind of, it can come from a different way, can't it? Like you might have like some hook that you're just singing in your head that has just come out of nowhere and you're like, this could be a good chorus. For me, after writing like, like a few terrible songs, like some, I find now it's like a, like a new chord that I'm learning or like, like a new phrasing, or like, uh, like an extent, like One Stop, for example, the new single, uh, that came from, like an F sharp minor chord um, without holding down um, the notes on the, the high strings. I thought that sounded really nice. And then I just, I, I was like, oh, what chord would come next? And I went to the, the A7 and then it kind of came from that. And I guess that song, I had, it came from that chord just because I like the sound of the chord. Yeah. But there's other songs that, yeah, it's, you know, you have something you want to say and then you have to find the music to like match it. Yes. But yeah, each one is like, it's a bit like a puzzle that you make and then you get stuck in it for a while and then you you have like a an epiphany, epiphany moment or something and yeah, you come out the other side. But yeah, it's, um, it can be a, a struggle as I'm sure, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it depends on so many factors and, uh, but I guess, I guess uh, musically, you always, you know, if you have um, an instrument, you can, if you jam like you guys usually do, and it's easier because at least to find melodies and then, then lyrics, because lyrics, I think, I think the, the process of lyrics is more, um, the word is maybe isolated, maybe one person's thing. Yeah, it can start. I think that's the process, you know. Uh, maybe it doesn't have to be all the time about you or people that you know. You can make up stuff as well, but usually it's 
it's very individual. That's the word, individual. Um, yeah, there's a lot of feeling that can come with the lyrics, and yeah, it's normally the songs I guess you connect with the most have like a like a deep meaning to that person who wrote the song. So you, if you connect with it, yeah, it stays deep with you. I I think lyrics for me are probably the hardest, probably the hardest thing, because I fall into this trap where I'll be I'll be making a song, it'll be going great, and then I'll I'll start to question if the lyrics are right or if they're good or if they sound cheesy or if they if I if it makes sense, and then suddenly you're out of the flow state and you're into this. You're not you're no longer making the song. You're like critiquing it instead of just going with the flow. And I find for me, I, I get stuck. Or I used to get stuck a lot, like trying to find the perfect word or the perfect way to yeah. say it. But that's why you get those. What I used to do, uh, I used to obviously you get you buy those rhyming dictionaries, right? Yeah. Uh, to unlock sometimes because you can, it could get stuck. But usually, me starting with a title, I remember. Uh, uh, oh. I mean, maybe the title will sometimes come in with with some kind of melody or, or something, and then I would just oh, this kind of looks good. Let's try it or whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Then play around with the guitar or anything. But yeah, it's um, like you said, it depends on on you and then how how you're wired and how you obviously don't you evolve and you learn other tricks to. Yeah, one one to trick unlock. I. A trick I'd say, I don't know if it's a trick or a cheat that I sometimes do. It's not, a, it, I'll tell you what it is, but um, a method. There's a lot of times you might know what you want to say in a song, but the words you want to say don't fit the melody. Like, because once you have the chords, the it's phrasing. like the phrasing, the cadence of like, you kind of yeah. know what vowel shape or sound should go there. And when mm -hmm. I get to that, I kind of, I use synonyms, so I, I will. I might search the word that I know it should be, and then yeah. see find a synonym which has a vowel shape that fits the melody, mm -hmm. and then you can slot in the alternative word, and, and it, it it will be closer to the thing you're trying to say than just putting in some anything random to make it fit like a filler sentence. Got so it. I find that is like a little uh, kind of cheat code that I sometimes use. Yeah. And you know, you know, you heard so many times uh, singers uh, they cheat when they do, especially live, but sometimes in albums, is when you uh, obviously when you have to open wide your mouth because, but then you sing a no, but you disguise it, you just change it basically, and people know what it means because you just listen to. The whole word, but then the last vowel, you just you just change it. It's just like oh, well, like know. singing in a different vowel shape to get the note yeah, out. To get the note yeah. out because you have to open your, you know, you have to, or else you're gonna strain your your throat and stuff like that. So yeah, Hosier is really good at doing that. He he elongates his O's quite a lot in when he goes really high. Yeah, but it sounds great because. You know, it's hosier. But um, yeah, yeah, you can kind of cheat a little bit with the vowel shape if it's easier to hit a note, for sure. Yeah, that's a good tip as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, is experience and to see what fits best. 
Yeah, man, it's uh, it's great. So, so what's the plan now? So, you guys, you said you're basically uh, going around each other's house, recording some bits, and what's the plan? You guys expecting in the summer some gigs, or or uh, maybe slowly recording some new material? Yeah, so we've got all the instruments tracked for the new EP. So the plan is to. Uh, get it produced, get it mixed, and then uh, kind of slowly release some singles and book some gigs in the summer, which would be good. Uh, yeah. we've, got, we've got one festival date at the moment booked in. Uh, it's in Cornwall. It's called Chill Out the Mill Festival. It's like a funk and reggae festival, which we're pretty excited chill for. Out, chill out in what? Chill at the Mill. Oh, Chill at the Mill. Chill at the Mill, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's like a funk. Llama. <laughs> yeah, David Lama's chilling at the mill. So we've wow, got that one. Can you picture that? <laughs> oh, it's gonna be good. So yeah, once we've got the the singles ready and the EP ready, uh, yeah, we're gonna book some more gigs up in Bristol and try getting at Mr. Wolf's. Um, and yeah, Exeter and Cardiff. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. And once that's done, we've got we've got another set of songs we're ready to record. So we've got all the songs. We just need to yeah get them done correctly and then put them out. Yeah, as I'm sure you and know, how, it takes a while to. It takes a while. Yeah, I was going to say because these days we have the the other side, the other the other extra extra member of the family of distribution, which is social media. <laughs> yeah, oh man. So so how how do you obviously you must be the main guy because uh, that's why contacted you um, through your Instagram page. So how do you guys work that out? having in mind yeah the, the mental health issues that this thing takes from all <laughs> yeah so i think when releasing a song like the most crucial thing these days is to get it in playlists because the power of streams is is so i think mainly in playlisting so if you get it in a you might have an amazing song but if you don't get it in any playlists there's it's not it's not going to get listened to as much but if you have the a list are the are the old albums from the 90s yeah exactly the they um that's what they are like for example um one stop we released like a week ago um the first couple of days it wasn't in any playlists and it had a few plays yeah a, a modest amount and then it got put into one which had like over 160,000 uh followers and it got like 3,000 plays in a day which is amazing for us. So yeah, it's all about playlisting. But when it comes to that, I, I'm not, I'm not the guy. I, I'm, it's not my, um, it's not my expertise. That's actually the bassist, Rich. Okay. He's, he's very keyed up on like submitting, like he writes up the, um, the review, he writes up the, um, uh, the proposal. So when you have a song, you can submit it to Spotify before it gets released. Yeah. And yeah, he writes up like the little kind of the bio for it and makes it sound professional. And then he's great at contacting people and like getting his foot in indoors like that. So that's, that's his skill. He, he, he's amazing for that. And yeah, nice. I was lucky to have him. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to know, you know, you know, it's always good to know that. And uh, there always someone, at least you guys, you guys have few people, so you can do different, you can play on your strengths. In all yeah. that area, 
I'm sure I'm like we've all seen it where there's like a song that you love on Spotify and it's got like no plays and it's yep. doesn't make sense. It's because it's just the algorithms and it's the way exposure. Yeah. yeah, it's the way the the kind of system is now. It's uh yeah, playing the game. Trying to game the system that is not it's ungameable. It's like you the the house always wins. I mean, I don't know. These guys are changing the algorithm every yeah. five minutes. The house does always win. <laughs> but like yeah. uh like one of my favorite bands, Wolfpack, they released an entirely silent album called Sleepify. I don't know if you've heard about this. And every single every single track is silent and there's nothing on it. And they told all their fans to listen to it overnight. And I think they got like £20,000 or like dollars from it. Because Spotify back then, you could stream songs all night. I think there's a limit now. So they made loads of money, like rigging the system. But yeah, the system is definitely, the odds are against you, I think. And you have to yeah. really, really be conscious about like who you're submitting to. Like the playlists are so precise with their genres now. Like you have to take some time to really look at your song and like realize what it fits into. Like if it's like what, what kind of market, what subgenre it is technically, because there's so many subgenres now. Yeah. Um, yeah, submit it to the right people. But a lot of people, if you go on their playlists, they'll have like a an Instagram tag or like a an email that you can send it to and get it considered that way. Or there's there's websites like Submit Hub that you can search like entire databases of uh, playlists and submit to. It does cost money, unfortunately, but yeah, yeah, it's gonna, isn't it? The demand is so high. Yeah, you have to yeah. spend some make some exactly so that's how cell games were okay so talking about that uh could you let us know where people can find you obviously on the usual do you guys have a website as well not yet um talking about whether to get one probably should it's quite important i think it's just like a good uh good hub the website is your house man precisely <laughs> yeah you can... one day instagram decides to go to sleep for a few hours or spotify has a nervous breakdown yeah <laughs> no. where everything gets hacked um yeah. yeah you can check us out on facebook instagram um youtube and spotify and, and amazon any any streaming platform just Apple yeah, music about llama um yeah like the new song one stop and uh yeah we're gonna have more stuff coming out soon in the future well yeah in summer do you, do you guys do you guys have like uh apart from the live gig is it, is it available online as well on YouTube or yeah so it's on we've we filmed some like 4k like live videos from the gig uh so that's on YouTube audio is available on YouTube um yeah so it's all on YouTube as well so you can find it you guys playing any music videos yeah I think music videos are quite elusive to get right like getting the right contacts and um finding the right people we do have plans I've I've made a few new connections that I want to I want to try out for these new songs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just another thing that takes a little bit of time. But we we will have music videos for the new songs coming out. I love music videos. I think it adds another yeah, me too. Song. I mean, I'm I'm I was a teenager in the in the in the nineties, so with MTV and all that, so you can imagine. Massive, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, well, for one stop, we've got because uh, because everyone's so far away. We made a lyric video, just like uh, with like some oh, really yeah. cool graphics behind it. 
bitch. So like karaoke. Yeah, like yeah. karaoke. Little videos are important, but they're also they're more, more affordable if you're like an indie band. Like a good music video could cost you like I don't know, like yeah. five hundred to a grand. But um, I think we'd have to do a few more gigs to save up for that kind of stuff. But yeah, we've got a lyric video coming out uh, next week, and um, we'll definitely do some uh, videos in the future. Mm. Yeah, it's just uh, takes a bit of time. Of course. Sure. Yeah. Cool, 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 Ollie. Oh. Really nice chatting to you and uh, getting to know you personally, and obviously through you, the the band. Yeah, and yeah. Sorry, I couldn't make it today. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, you know, it's, it's always it's always good at least to have um, some voice and uh, obviously to know your path. And you're still really a fresh band, so new band. Uh, and you obviously, but again, with with, I suppose it's about. Um, when there's a click between people, in this case, you know, you know, it's like it can really accelerate the uh, all the rest, isn't it? That's I think that's kind of what happened with you guys. Yeah, you just clicked together everything. Yeah, we're all like the drummer and the keyboardist. They're like good friends, and we've become friends with them as well. And like I've known the other guys for years, so it's, and we all like the, the same music. So yeah, it just fits quite nicely. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Like, it's good to talk to somebody who cares about kind of new music and it's kind of searching for people to to ask them questions that, you know, other people might not. So, yeah, respect yeah. to you, man. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you very much, man. Take it easy, Oli. Good bit. Cheers. And there it was. Thank you very much to, for listening today and I hope you enjoyed the interview. You can find Ledback Llama everywhere. You can go on Instagram, Ledback Llama Official, on Facebook, Ledback Llama, and also on Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, you can find them there. Also, they have a YouTube that they released uh, with their live performance. Basically, just subscribe. They're just starting out on YouTube, so it would be cool to give them a hand on their YouTube channel as well. And obviously, if you like to listen to more of this type of interviews, just uh, follow, follow, add to a playlist. And um, yeah, we can find us also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. So I hope you have a lovely Monday. If you're listening to this in the morning, just enjoy the rest of your day. Have a lovely day and have a great rest of your week. Thank you very much for listening.